0: This is Afroeconomics with JB Bryan. Afroeconomics is a strategic financial management program designed for the advancement of black wealth in America and abroad. Generational wealth money for me, my family, my family after my family. Everybody deserves to have generational wealth. Wouldn't it be nice to start your career? Debt-free and with some money. (laughs) I started my career with a whole bunch of school loans. And you know what? That's more popular today than ever before. Generational wealth is the solution. If you start really focusing on generational wealth, having money, the funds to Have available for your children's children, for their education, for their training, for their business, for whatever goals you have for them. That's really what generational wealth is all about. Let's thinking today about that first principle of Afroeconomics, your legacy, your why, that footprint you want to leave on the planet. So I think we should do a family vision board. (laughs) Suggestion number one. Do a family vision board. You know, this old vision boards where you put all these pictures up and stuff like that. And but the key here is it's a family. Everybody needs to put something into that vision. I don't know, I've never heard of that before. So but you can create it if you're listening. <laughs> Make a Afroeconomics family vision board where you have a family really participating in the the lifestyle that they want to create for generations to come. And my second point is, I want us to love on each other. Love on each other by creating financial security. How about that? Right? Not just by buying things that they can see today, but by creating a family mindset that will secure the family for generation after generation. And that's going to require some real work. I think we buy things for each other because it's so easy. It's easy to just buy things and give them a car or give them some clothes and all these expensive name brands and things like that. But when you're trying to build, not trying, when you're building a mindset, that requires work, commitment, some real love. A third point is to avoid all negative money statements. Money doesn't grow on trees. It grows on the trees in my yard, <laughs> right? What are those little negative money mindsets that have been putting in your put in your mind from generations past that? things are not going to be paid on time, that it's okay for the lights to be turned off. It's okay for the cell phone to not work. It's okay to file bankruptcy. It's okay to get fired for not coming to work. It's okay to waste your money on habits. It's okay. It's not okay. We want to wash all of that out for generations to come. We want your family, your family vision, your commitment to loving each other for generations to come, to be able to build a positive family mindset by destroying all the negativity, all that past stuff. They say the happiest person is the one that can forget all of that mess. Let's let it go and let's leave it back there. And let's be healthy together. Your health is the best way to protect your generational wealth. Well, one of the best ways. I can't really think of like what would be better because if your health goes wrong It will destroy your ability to generate income. And health insurance is so different now that you could spend all of your money just trying to take care of things that are not covered by health insurance. So be healthy together is a key part of creating generational wealth and health and never going to debt without your other family members really knowing about it because you can pass away And you have these debts that are out there and your estate is responsible for. And then it's taking up assets that could have been passed on because you did not share with your loved one that that particular debt was there. So make sure that if there's any debts that are acquired and you're purchasing things together and you're married and you're togethers and you're teammates in this thing, let make let's make sure that you have full disclosure for generational wealth. And the sixth point is to share credit reports very early in the relationship. Choose choose a, a spouse that you're financially compatible with. I need I need to do a financial compatibility test. We'll do a podcast on that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea though. Are you financially compatible? Well, start with the credit report. If you see that they've got about 10 credit uh, credit cards and you don't have any credit cards, whoa, you're not financially c- compatible. <laughs> I don't think so. But you well, you would have to investigate farther, but you have to understand like, why do you have so much debt? Why do you, I mean, and these are like full packed up credit cards. They're just in debt, of all this consumer debt and you find out that they just like to buy Louie, Dewey and Huey and all these name brands and they do all these things and and their their income is a fraction of yours. And so you have to realize that you marry this person, you're going to create, unfortunately, another generation that could be just like that person unless you meet them after they've changed that mindset. And you might want to consider marrying them after they've changed that mindset and you would need to. But I don't know. Hey, I'm no expert on that stuff. But from a financial perspective, make sure that you marry someone who is financially compatible to you, that you understand and have the same goals and they're headed in the same financial direction. And the first thing is make sure they love Afroeconomics. <laughs> and lo- let's look at thinking about good debt versus bad debt is there really a good debt usually there isn't so be very careful when you're focusing on your generational wealth realizing the impact that debt has on you and future generations and what is good debt and what is bad debt and is there really good debt and why is the debt that you think is good 300,000 in school loans I mean really and you want to have a job that starts at $20,000 a year or $30,000 a year, and you're getting it by going into debt $300,000, let's think about it. Let's think about, is that really a smart move? Could you get that same education, that same job that it's going to lead to with the, with a fraction of that debt? Is there another way to get to that career in a more cost-effective, without a more cost-effective way, without having to go into almost a half a million dollars in debt or a hundred thousand dollars in debt, what what is good debt? What is bad debt? And you want to make sure that you're getting the maximum amount of asset, the maximum amount of information and knowledge with the minimum amount of investment, right? If with any investment. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get it at the cheapest price so that you can get, use it, sell it later at the maximum price. So that's what we're doing with, with with education. So with the debt, you want to make sure that you're going into the minimum amount of debt to get the maximum benefit from it. So be very careful with the this is good debt adage that's said so often. Is there really good debt? is it really good? I don't know. Be careful. So generational wealth building also includes know your relationship with money. If you don't have a good relationship with money, improve it. Improve your relationship with money. Do you think that It's just everything is just going to come to you easily and you're living in a life of frustration because you want a particular lifestyle, but you don't want to put out the effort in order to create it. I have my own business. I understand that it requires that I do some work, some real work. I work all the time (laughs) when I enjoy it. Do you want to have your own business, but you realize that you're not willing to put in that work? to do what is required in order to generate the type of income that you need to sustain and grow your standard of living? Well, look at your relationship with money. If you don't like work or you enjoy sitting by the ocean and looking at it and you don't like putting out a lot of effort and you don't like doing podcasts on Saturday mornings, then you need to understand that you don't you know need to put yourself in a high debt situation or you don't need to be buying and spending a whole lot of things that's a kind of the the mindset understanding your money mindset is very important that's like people go to school they choose a particular career just say you choose to be a teacher and you want to work in a market that will pay you 50,000 a year and you decide that you want to have a $100,000 car or a $60,000 car and you have 100,000 in school loan debt and you have and you are creating and and, and then you want to uh, go and purchase a home and the the house payment is $2,000 a month and you're, you're like, how am I going to make it? Well, you have to understand that your money mindset has to be in line with the decisions that you've made for your life. Your money mindset has to match, make sure that your money matches your lifestyle. You've chosen this career, this is the lifestyle that goes with that career. If not, you will go in debt to create a lifestyle that does not match your career choice. And then take advantage of retirement planning. Take advantage of what I really like to say. Now, we all know what retirement planning means. But I really like to think of that we should go throughout our life focusing on I want to be financially independent. Retirement planning kind of makes you think that this is for old people. But when I tell you about the second principle of Afroeconomics of financial independence and self-reliance, then you say, oh, that's something I need to address today. I can, you know, having more assets, having the income generating the assets that will create the income so that i can actually live off my assets that's financial independence and and so you need to really investigate what i can do today to make sure that i'm saving my income enough that i will at whatever particular age you set as your goal to become financially independent, that you're accumulating the assets to reach there. But for retirement planning is just that, that you're saying at this age, X age, you would like to have enough assets that will generate income to allow you to sustain or even establish a lifestyle that you, would make you comfortable. So be very careful in realizing that that financial independence and retirement planning require planning. And living below your means is okay. (laughs) You know, you can live below your means, meaning just because you can do all of that, just because you could live and spend all of your income and not save doesn't mean you need to do that. If you begin to just spend half of your income for your lifestyle, then you could save the other half of your income. And we're talking after taxes already. So whatever is after taxes, you living off half of that and saving, you know, the other half. And if you save it pre-tax through a retirement plan that allow you to save pre-tax, then it will leave you some extra after-tax income because saving pre-tax is pre-taxed. So you have more income coming in. If you pay, you save after tax, you have to pay taxes on it and then save it. So that's a little complicated, but save pre-tax as much as your discipline will allow you to do it. Discipline, determination, the ninth principle of Afroeconomics, will allow you to say it's OK to live below my means. And then you will be able to increase your standard of living slowly over time. You will say, wow, I'm so glad that I lived off less than so that I will have this money so that I can enjoy here later and for generations to come. Correct. So make sure that you also in generational wealth. A big part of it is make sure that you have a good understanding of life insurance, how to utilize it, how to maximize it, how to finance it. A lot of times we overspend on the life insurance, but we still are under protected. So find the most cost effective ways. And we do a full insurance analysis with Afroeconomics members. I make that a big part of it. Making sure that you have proper protection, not wasting money but that you have a full understanding of everything you have. And hey, what about this? Make sure that all of your beneficiary things are updated. Your beneficiary forms on everything are updated. Big part of financial, in, of financial planning. Afroeconomics is a comprehensive financial planning program to make sure that generational wealth is something that we can establish because we incorporate that into the financial plan at the beginning. This is the amount I want to make sure that I have for my gen- next generations, correct? So make sure you consider generational wealth, make that a part of your daily financial mindset. I'm JB Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics. Today's podcast was powered by J.B. Bryan Financial Group, a registered investment advisory firm and the home of Afroeconomics in Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and New York. Don't forget to subscribe to Afroeconomics with J.B. Bryan on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave me a five-star review. I'm JB Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics at A-U-R-N